everyone. My name is Mark Vina, and welcome to the Smart Tech Check podcast, where we cover all tech topics that are smart home, home automation, security, and console gaming related. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. The focus of today's podcast is security. One has to be living on Mars not to have an appreciation of the importance of security in today's home and business networks. From ransomware attacks on our critical infrastructure, uh, including pipelines, food supply, and even the New York City subway system, security has never had more visibility with consumers and business owners. To explore the challenges in today's technology landscape, I'm joined in today's podcast by Megan Powell, Director of Product Marketing at Calix. Uh, Calix's cloud and software platforms enable service providers of all types and sizes to innovate and transform their businesses. And obviously, security is a big topic uh, right now. So let me bring up, um, Megan on the podcast. And there she goes. Megan, Good. actually, it's good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing great. Thank you, Mark. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And listen, thank you for taking the time to join me for today's podcast because security obviously is a huge topic and we're going to be spending quite a bit of time here kind of diving into that. But uh, before we get into that, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the uh, about who Calix is. I mean, it's a big company, lots of employees, it's been around for some time, but it's not exactly a household name. So talk to me a little bit about um, Calix and who the, who the company is and what, what your mission is, uh, Megan. So Calix is um, it's a smaller company, like you said, but we are really ramping, um, especially over the past couple of years and into this year, um, with uh, service offerings and products for tier two and tier three ser- broadband service providers. Um, mm-hmm. We have tools, we have hardware and software uh, that can help to uplevel these providers um, that have maybe a smaller operations. Um, to be more at parity with tier one service providers. Um, so so um, for instance, we have routers that um, our customers can put in the homes of their subscribers. And from those routers, we can glean really, um, really granular uh, user behavioral data. And we can parse that data and offer um, insights to our service providers to help them be better at marketing so they can um, segment their demographics m- at a much more specific um, level, personal level. And we can also help them to be better in their customer service. So if somebody calls in and has an issue, um, their help desk can literally dial into that person's house and, and have a lot um, better insight into what's going on in their home. Well, that, that's the perfect segue into what I want to talk about today, because, again, uh, security is such a big topic. And, you know, ISPs need all the help they possibly can get. I mean, their, you know, their value proposition to consumers and business customers is availability. You know, do I, 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 I like to say that, you know, their core competence is, you know, getting that pipe to someone's home or to their business and making sure that it's available 24-7 without any exception. And obviously that's become even a bigger deal um, during the pandemic where people were working at home. But let's let's talk, talk about uh, a few topics to kind of get some color in that. Unfortunately, you know, uh, maybe fortunately for, for, for Calix, I don't want to say it's fortunate because it's, it's really not, Calix doesn't want um, obviously the world to be full of um, ransomware and cyber attacks. But sadly enough, I mean, we're kind of in this environment where, you know, cyber attacks are, have been in the news for the last month and a half. We had the um, that pipeline uh, ransomware issue um, five or six weeks ago. 
just last week, there was an, a, a cyber uh, ransomware attack on a, a meatpacking company that I, if I'm not mistaken, um, had uh, responsibly for 20% of the meat supply in the United States. Not a good thing. Um, there's been a cyber attack that got, I, I believe it was successfully fought off on the New York City subway system, where I'm from. I grew up in the uh, New York area, and that's obviously a big problem. So, you know, talk to me about, you know, I guess Calix, you know, just didn't get involved in security over the last uh, five, you know, two or three months because of these cyber attacks. You've got, Calix has a very long history there, but, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, the, the, the visibility of these kind of problems that are happening and what kind of motivates uh, Calix to craft their value proposition to, um, to, uh, to solve these problems and make life a lot easier for ISPs. Sure. So, so, I mean, just like you said, the, the issue of cybersecurity is very much in the headlines today. Um, the colonial um, pipeline issue that I think it was just today, they or maybe it was yesterday, the, the Department of Justice has been announcing that they were able to re recover. I saw that, yes. Ransom, um, not all of it, but a large chunk of it. So that's, that's awesome. But I, these issues are front and center in front of all of our, our eyes on a daily basis. Um, you know, I, I'm based out of Atlanta. I'm actually in Manhattan this week. But um, in Atlanta, we were impacted by the Colonial Pipeline uh, ransomware attack because we were didn't have gas for uh, or the gas availability was low or questionable. And, and the gas prices went up as a result. And um, so so uh, subscribers are hit with this, like on the front page news every day. Um, mm -hmm. But and, and so so these are this is what's making the headlines. But um, lately, what's been sort of a trend is hackers are targeting actual households. And this is really it's not just creepy. It's dangerous. Um, so Calix has this front center because uh, this is a situation that um or a problem among um just your day-to-day -day, every every day uh in your everyday life that the isps are uniquely positioned to address um, mm -hmm. you mentioned that the um performance and the reliability of the pipe coming into your household is so important especially in these work from home situations but um the isps have this great opportunity to not just be a dumb pipe but to offer a solution to a problem area in their subscribers' lives. That's a that's a real problem. Um, so you know we we've seen some instances uh, in recent news of a ring doorbell being hacked, um, and uh, or a, a baby monitor being hacked. And so it, it's it's weird where you might be having a conversation or with someone over your ring doorbell who shouldn't be part of that who's accessing that through the internet and they should not be able to do that they just it's it's wrong right um, and uh so the Calix's mission around this is to rhythm, uh, is to arm the service providers with the technology um and the software to prevent that from happening um so um yeah. and, 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 and you know what I'll add to that is that you know part of the challenge is is that the, the um, when you look at a lot of the market data that's out there, consumers um, they trust certain entities you know with a lot higher degree than other uh, entities. Uh, and in the tech space, for example, and I've seen some great research from Park Associates that's some wonderful research on this that a disproportionate 
uh, amount of uh, customers that they've surveyed really trust their ISPs. They want their, they, first of all, they, they're willing to pay and willing to subscribe to services that can help monitor their, their internet traffic and uh, kind of be kind of a, um, a force of good in terms of managing uh, their, their home networks because, it, you know, they're, Consumers are not are not like you and me. They don't have the technical expertise to load VPN software and 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 enable all kinds of tools that you know a tech person could do locally to protect themselves. The most mainstream people have to re rely on the a uh, ISPs, but they do have lots and lots of trust with ISPs and you know and, and with uh, companies like uh, Calix. I mean, obviously that becomes a a big advantage for that. So uh, that there's no question that um, it, it's a big. Um, Situation, but let's talk about the threat landscape and kind of you know describe it because not all threats are the same. I mean, ransomware attacks frighten the heck out of me, you know, because in many cases, you know, with now with the you know ransomware plus Bitcoin equals nightmare because in many cases that um, uh, the, they even when you pay a ransom, and by the way, it's not always visible like the um, like the, the situations that I cited before. In many cases, companies don't want to make these uh, ransomware situations public because it's embarrassing from a PR standpoint. They don't. They, sometimes they can be very small. You know, you get you get hospitals that get blackmailed for you know twenty five thousand dollars, and companies find it easier just to write a check and and go on, which is by the way the wrong answer because it just encourages bad behavior. And they're not as lucky as what happened early today. You were referencing that before, where the FBI was able to recover some of that Bitcoin. Um, because Bitcoin was it was designed by its very nature to be anonymous, so you know the the uh, they were lucky with that. But let's talk about the, how Calix kind of identifies and, and categorizes different uh, different threats. Sure. So, well, so you mentioned um, you know that maybe the day to day, your everyday person, your everyday consumer, isn't um, particularly savvy around their their personal network, home network. Um, or maybe what do you even term their IT because um, networks and the connected devices that are linking onto the networks are becoming more and more complex, um, mm. more things. There's more, the internet of things is, is real um, and it's entering our household and it's, it's really awesome. It's convenient um, and, and it brings some comfort and, um, in you know, in today's world, what do we want more than simplicity and for things to be easier? And a lot of these devices bring um, that simplicity and uh, reduce complexity. But as they're also connected to our home network, um, if we don't have that perimeter security or the, the security on our home network, um, those are connection points that are vulnerable that are vulnerable to hacking. Um, and so that's something that Calix has really put an eye to, and that's why we offer um, home network security. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, um, yeah, that, so the, there's a, a number of different types of hacking that households should be concerned about. You know, ransomware, as you mentioned, is probably something that's more on the level of awareness of, of businesses and um, larger institutions where, of course, the hackers are targeting um, those entities because they have a greater ability to pay, and right. um, the types of the type of data that they're going after is much more um, sensitive and uh, something that these companies want to protect. And as you mentioned, um, you know, Colonial. I think that they, I read that they did actually pay pretty immediately, um, and they use that as a device to track back to who these hackers mm -hmm. were. 
And that was one of their methodology, the, the FBI's methodologies to um, figure out who they were and then, you know, recover that money. But that would not be a typical case. Um, right. And like you said, also companies uh, also pay because they don't want their name in the headlines saying, because sure. uh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, uh, could be very damaging to their reputation and, and, and therefore their, their, um, their business. But you know, but one thing you, you know, one thing you alluded to, Megan, and uh, we should talk about it for about thirty seconds, is that the average consumer forget about. I hate to forget about ransomware because it is a problem. But you're right; it's really a problem for large institutions, hospitals, you know, you know, companies that can write a check. Not to say that individuals can't get um, get attacked by a ransomware attack, but it's predominantly at the um, uh, corporate and enterprise level. A big problem, though, in the home, and I'm sure you're going to you're going to um, provide a little bit of data around this, is that the average home today has tons and tons of uh, devices in the home. Many of them, these devices don't have screens. They're you know the classic IoT device, whether it's a Nest thermostat or whether it's a, a wireless printer. Uh, that's become a real problem. Most people look at printers. Oh, that's a very benign product. Who would hack me through a printer? Well, guess what? You know, if you don't have the that IoT device locked down in some way, people can tunnel in through a, a very benign device and do all kinds of crazy things once they they tunnel in. So and I and I, and I want to say um, and you might have a little bit of uh, um, fresher data on this is that the average home and I know it varies from uh you know, you talk to a, a few, several market research firms, you're going to get different answers. But even a person like myself who lives by himself in a condo, you know, I probably have 25 different devices, which is crazy, you know, for, for a single individual because I've got my entire place wired like a smart home. So that that, that does indeed add a level of complexity to, the, to solving the problem if you're a consumer, correct? Yes, Mark. And I, I think that you would probably be a little on the high end. You're probably a little bit more like said, technically savvy and you're a, you're an early adopter on some of that cool tech. Um, but I believe I've seen stats, you know, like you said, it varies, but I've seen that the average home has 12 to 15 connected devices. Yes, right. A lot. Um, and uh, so <clears throat> smart light bulbs are a thing. I saw a headline in the last few weeks that um, uh, someone's home had been hacked via their smart light bulbs. And so that's a point of point of vulnerability. Yes. Uh, and, you know, so the light bulbs themselves aren't the hacking device. It's the entry point and onto the network yes. that then connects you to where you're holding your personally identifiable information. PII, if you um, haven't seen that. Uh, but that, you know, that's what you, every company should be wanting to protect. And that's what you should be wanting to protect within your home. Sure, um, sure. Like we're talking, like just what we're saying is that each of these points of vulnerability, each of these um, IoT and, and tech, uh, the, this cool tech is uh, a, a place, is a way in that the bad guys can come in and and steal that data from you, and that's well, you know that's really wrong. So yeah, and you know the the other you know, the other uh, I think dynamic at play here is that um, you know many people don't implement common sense things like two uh, two factor authentic authentication, which allows you that if someone tries to change your password, you get a phone call back. Um, some people do it, you know, with a very strong consistency. Other people, you know, just don't do it if they don't want to be bothered or they're just not aware of it. Um, and the other issue is that, you know, over the last year and a half where people have had this mad rush, they're staying at home, 
They're looking at ways to make their homes smarter. So they're, they're intrigued by the, all the different types of devices that you can buy. A lot of the lower cost IoT devices that you might buy online, uh, you might buy at a computer store or, tech, or, or, or some type of uh, electronic store. A lot of these products, especially products that come, up from, uh, that come from Asia, really have lousy security out of the box where their default password is password1234. And there are, of course, websites you can go on to and uh, almost by device, you can look up certain devices and get their default passwords. I mean, that's been a problem with nanny cams um, f- forever. So um, that, th- those are big problems because, again, you know, once the bad guys get in and, and the worst part about it is that you typically don't know until it's too late. You know, when they, when they tunnel into your network, you know, they're not telling, they're not telling you they're inside your network. I mean, you'll only find out at the worst time when either your files get deleted or they access some information that you prefer them not access to. So that's a big problem, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. And, and that's a commonality that we see between um, enterprise uh, cybercrime and individual household cybercrime is that um, they tunnel in and they kind of hang out in the background yes. and do spy, spy on you or steal your data. Um, and they can be there for months, in some cases years. It's really mm-hmm. pretty, it's, you know, it's, it's a little unnerving um, without your, you being aware. And that's why as an individual, one of your best practices aside from any technology is to review your credit reports regularly. Um, I, uh, having been in the cybersecurity industry industry for a number of years, I recommend um, to my family that they uh, just assume that their personal information is out there. And so to keep an eye on it on a regular mm-hmm. basis. You know, but it, it, and it's so shocking to me if your family is like my family, it's so shocking to me how, when I, uh, when someone asks me for technical help, on their PC or their Mac, and then I find out they don't have an antivirus program installed, or or worse, they you know they they they're using the trial version that came with the computer three years ago, and they've never upgraded it from a um, a signature standpoint. So that's kind of scary. But again, you know, this all kinds of feed into you know how Calix can kind of uh, help out with this situation. And uh, let's talk a little bit about though endpoint security versus network security because I think it's an important distinction. And um, I know that you have you've got some information that uh, helps make that uh, that clarification uh, pretty clear. I do, I do. So, um, just to, to tie back to what you mentioned before, there are so many smart devices in our homes that don't have screens. They come with a default, you know, system uh, firmware, and there's really no way to get on to update it. It's just it's just not even a possibility or a capability. Um, so, when we're thinking about uh, you, you also mentioned um, antivirus, so that's an example of endpoint protection. Yes. Endpoint protection is software that you can load onto individual devices, and typically that's going to be a laptop or a desktop or maybe a mobile device, um, something that where you can easily update the operating system. Um, but again, your smart light bulbs, your thermostats, your, uh, your um, Alexa uh, maybe a little bit differently, Alexa, if you have an Alexa show, but um, those cannot be easily updated or updated at all once you purchase a mm-hmm. that uh, default software. Um, so uh, really, I, if I were to speak ideally, I would say endpoint plus network security would be the ideal. They are, they are complementary of each other. But if I were going to choose one or the other, um, I would absolutely choose the home network security um, every time. Right. Because this is really just 
how you secure the perimeter. So everything that's connected to your network has a layer of protection um, against it. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really just setting that perimeter of protection. Um, no, it's, it's an important distinction because most people don't realize that, um, I mean, ideally you want to have both, right? If you want to maximize your protection. But at the end of the day, if you're not guarding the front door, you know, using that analogy uh, in terms of the pipe coming into the home, then, you know, all bets are off. I mean, you could, you know, because you could have great endpoint security on some of your devices, but if someone gets into the home network, um, they will find a device that's not protected that they can hack into. And the, the other thing I think is kind of interesting, especially in kind of a world where, you know, people are the, you know, like a DIY type of person who has their own router, for example. They went down to Best Buy, they went out and they got a router. And, and almost invariably over time, people will never update the firmware on their routers. And, and part of that is because the router guys, not to put, you know, to shame them, <laughs> but a lot of the router guys don't want you to update your firmware because firmware could can cause problems. Like, you know, yeah, okay, now I've updated the firmware. Uh, that helps me from a security standpoint, but it might break three other things and they don't want to they don't want a technical support call. And that's a bit of an oversimplification, but still I think relatively true. The nice thing about having an ISP manage that that capability is that they're focusing a lot of their energy on making sure that you have the most common, you know, the most uh, frequent uh, firmware updates. So you're getting that level of protection. Is that, isn't that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, what that protection um, allows to happen is that um, when that, the network security is in place, it can identify threats easily as they enter the network and then um, it neutralizes them before it can cause harm to any of the devices that are connected to your network. So, um, and in addition to that, uh, you can we offer uh, an app. Calus offers an app um, called Protect IQ that can uh, that allows the subscriber to um, manage their home network security and have a layer of visibility in the mm -hmm. what's going on on their network. So it's not just something that's operating behind the scenes, um, sort of without anyone's knowledge of what's going on. You're just sort of assuming that it's doing something, and you're trusting that. If you, that your service provider has the right solutions in place, and they, and they do. But this really just gives your subscriber that extra. Um, this is for people who want to know what's going on, and I right. think that's more. That's more and more the case with um, the everyday layperson. You just want to know. Absolutely. So let let's spend the, the last uh, five or six minutes of the podcast on. The topic that I know that you know a lot about, and that is Calix's value proposition. And, and and by the way, you probably would need a 12-hour podcast to go through all the, the wonderful stuff that Calix has in its, in its arsenal. But talk to me about the, you know, the top two or three things that are relevant here. You know, uh, so um, I'll, I'll let me turn it over to you because I know you know a lot about, about the topic. Sure. So, so as I mentioned um, at the start of our conversation, Mark, um, what we our value proposition to our customers is helping um, smaller, maybe tier two, tier three service providers with a smaller operations base to up level and to off have offerings and premium services for their subscribers that bring them more to parity with those tier one guys like um, mm -hmm. like AT and T or Verizon, for instance. Um, and so from a, from a security standpoint, I mentioned Protect IQ. Um, this is an app that layers on top of the security 
uh, functionality at the gateway um, that offers uh, malicious website protection. Um, it has antivirus and anti-ransomware packet inspection, and there's also intrusion uh, detection. So it's automatically monitoring all the traffic that comes in and is blocking anything that looks suspicious coming into the home. And then, as I mentioned also, um, when something is blocked or when there's uh, activity going on, you as the subscriber receive a notification that says, tells you this happened, it happened on this device at this time, um, and it's some very pertinent detail around the activity so that it can either be avoided in the future or um, or you can look into it and really have that knowledge base of what sort of um, activity that you are conducting to avoid going forward. So it's a really helpful uh, application. And but, uh, you know, so that's the sort of visibility and, and um, understanding of what's going on. But at its base, it's real. It's uh, the um, the technology just blocks the malicious activity. And so you're protected just from from the very start. And those apps, by the way, the app that you mentioned, you don't have to be Albert Einstein to use the app. They're, they're pretty straightforward. They're very intuitive. And um, I mean, they're, the last version I saw was it was uh, extremely intuitive and you know, just about anybody could understand it. But it's, it's nice to be able to have that kind of real-time access when threats occur. Absolutely. It's a really simple user interface. It definitely, you don't have to know any sort of protocols or having sort of cybersecurity knowledge to be able to operate it. It's really user-friendly and, and simple. Um, and and the uh, from a um, from a malicious activity standpoint, um, we maintain a database or uh, a list of all the uh, known threats, um, and so and that's updated on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like um, it's basically real time blocking of um, the very fluid cyber crime landscape that we discussed earlier. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Megan, this is, was a terrific uh, podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, join me for it. Uh, is there any par parting uh, message you want to uh, give to uh, folks? Because it's, it is such an important topic and, you know, so few people, you know, give it the type of, um, you know, the attention that it really needs. I mean, it, it's kind of like <laughs> I only need car insurance when I have a car accident. And unfortunately, that's not the right approach to take when it comes to cybersecurity because, I, I, you know, I had a situation a few years ago and it, it made me a believer in storage where I, I had a rental car down in Texas and uh, my rental car was broken into and they stole my laptop and it had every file on my, I had a, a, a USB drive and my entire world, all my financial returns, because I'm a very organized guy, I probably had six or seven years of data, poof, gone away. I could care less about the notebook, but what I did care about was the data. And I, I learned a lesson, hey, Mark, but it's time to get up and back that data up in some type of cloud storage. But, but you know, that creates its own problem as well because you don't want people to get access to that. But is there any parting message you want to leave for the audience? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, it is possible for someone to break into your home through the internet. Calix provides the lock for that door, that entryway. So um, if you do not have home network security, call your service provider and, and get your Wi-Fi secured. And 
And also, thank you so much for having me on today. It was, it was so great to speak with you. No, no, I appreciate the time. It's uh, absolutely timely, you know, and uh, hopefully next time we chat, uh, there won't be any more ransomware attacks because I, it, it drives me crazy when I see that on the news. But again, Megan, uh, thanks for um, uh, participating in today's podcast. And by the way, uh, I have the uh, URL for Calix at the bottom of the screen if people want to um, uh, you know, deep dive and get more information. Uh, thank you to the more uh, insights and strategy audience for viewing and listening to our, today's podcast. Please subscribe to the Smart Tech Check uh, Smart Tech Check podcast on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And until next time, have a great week. <laughs>